Hello, and welcome to Milk's Favorite Podcast, the unofficial Oreo Review Podcast. Mr. Nabisco, I know there's a little bit of an age difference between us, but that's not a problem for us. I'm Randy. And I'm Michelle. And every week on Milk's Favorite Podcast, we review a different flavor of Oreo, rate it in each of eight categories, and see just how good that Oreo is. But first, we start with a story A story about an Oreo. And this one is thematically appropriate to today's Oreos, which we're not going to say what today's Oreos are yet, not until the name, just like we always do. But uh, Oreos recently, as of the recording of this this episode, have celebrated a birthday. Did you know that, Michelle? What? Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah, Oreos first debuted on March 6th, 1912. Wow. That's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. 110 years ago. Yeah. What's the, what's the like, 110th anniversary present? Is it an Oreo? I... I guess, yeah. If you've been if you've been together for 110 years, <laughs> I guess you kind of gotten each other everything that there is to get, right? I feel like it would peak and then it would start going downhill because there's like only so many things. Yeah, after the gold and platinum anniversaries, what what do you like? You're gonna go back to wood? That's kind of a a disappointment. Uh, so we found this list on the Daily Meal of the oldest snack foods that that we still eat, and let's let's see, let's do a little interactive Storyo time. So all of these are older than Oreos. Oreos are the 13th oldest on this list. So Michelle, uh, I'll say the the product and you guess what year you think it's from, from before 1912. Okay. Uh, so the first thing on this list of snack foods, and I don't know why it's here, is Quaker Oats. That's not a snack food. Well, you could make oatmeal cookies. Sure. Yeah. But like the thing, it's like when you, when you think Quaker Oats, you don't think snacks. You think like oatmeal, right? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. So anyway, how old is it? Um, 1890. Ooh, so close. 1877. Whoa, that wasn't that close. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess not. But still, it's old for a continuous brand. I think. Although I'm sure people were eating oats from long before that. I don't think Quaker invented oatmeal. No, but I also like really wouldn't count that as a snack. Yeah, I agree. This next one, definitely a snack. And if I'm, if I'm right here, it's actually one of your favorite snacks. What year, Michelle, do you think the Fig Newton came out? 1888. That one actually is very close. 1891. <laughs> oh. So just just uh, twenty years, twenty one years before Oreos. Um, let's work on like juicy fruit gum. Is that really a snack food? Corn flakes. What is this list? Another another divisive candy in this household. Michelle, I, I think you like these. I think they are not just not worth eating, but not worth seeing. Tootsie rolls. Tootsie rolls are good. They're like candy, but like a little bit healthier. They're good if you want to clear out a pool. What does that mean? You unwrap one and throw it into the pool. Ugh. So what year What year did your beloved Tootsie Rolls come out? 1902. 1896. They're oh. old. That's why they taste bad. No, I think that you just only had 
actual like stale Tootsie Rolls, and that's why you didn't like them. I had the original batch. You from get yours, yeah. You get yourself a fresh Tootsie Roll, and your life will change. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, for the worse, I bet. Uh, last one we're gonna do here. You know those Valentine's Day candies that are are real chalky and no one really knows how they're made or why. Right. Got those little you sayings. ate one once in your life to just to try it and, and then regret you regret it to this day. Yeah. yeah. So those are called sweethearts, which is a thing I recently learned. Mm-hmm. When did they come out? 1906. 1900 even. Uh, incidentally, they discovered chalk first in 1899. So it was real quick there. So that concludes our story for today. Michelle, I think you did I did I think you did pretty well. Oh thanks. How do you feel about your performance in the today's story? Yeah, I mean I wish I had hit one right on the head, but yeah, they were all close enough, I guess. Yeah, and this stuff's hard. Mm-hmm. So anyway, happy birthday to Oreos. We know how old you are, so we're not gonna do the song. Instead, why don't we get to our categories? Michelle, what's our first category? Our first category is name. What is the name of today's Oreo? I think it's Oreo 110th birthday. Chocolate confetti cake. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I think I think it's just 110th birthday. The chocolate confetti cake part, they all list the flavoring, right? And that's never part of the name. Okay. And then the Oreo is, is kind of always there. And we, we usually don't include it if there's other words that could be a name. It's just that usually the Oreo is after it. And here it's it seems like it's first, which is why I read it. So that's my story. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. What do you think of the name? Um, it's informative. It is. And it makes me think of birthday cake, which I I like. I mean, specifically like funfetti cake. Although this one's kind of funfetti and chocolate. And probably they wouldn't want me to use the word funfetti because that's trademarked. Yeah. I feel like they have they have a regular funfetti flavor. We reviewed it. I think it was even our first Oreo that we reviewed. It was regular birthday cake. Re- yeah, yeah, regular birthday cake. And I don't remember what if they said it was funfetti flavor or yellow cake or birthday cake or, or what. I think it was birthday cake. So so you're excited about this name, you're informed by this name. Any other any other important facets for your determination about how good the name is? No. How do you feel about it? I like it. I think it's it's shorter than you think it is. I think it's just a hundred tenth birthday. And that's cool. Uh, I remember we had the the 75th Disney birthday or anniversary or or whatever, Oreos a while back. And I like the idea of of commemorating uh, an event or an important date or something in general and also with snack food. I wouldn't have known Oreos were so old. I think intellectually I kind of knew they were were very old and like turn of the century-ish, but... I, I never, like, put it together in my head. So that's cool, the informative aspect. And it makes me feel special to have one of these anniversary Oreos. Flavors can come and go and come back. And 
and be evergreen for a while and then leave and come back and whatever. And, and I often I often do wish that Mr. Nabisco would bring back flavors such as hot cocoa, for instance. But 110th birthday, you can't really bring back, right? Five years from now, there's no hope of this. Maybe the flavor will be back, but it'll be a different experience. And I, I really like that idea that this is very specific. It's a very specific experience. So that, that boosts the name up a great deal for me. And I, I think this is an 11 name. It would be better if it had some indication of flavor or anything else, but it's pretty good. Okay. I don't feel that strongly about it, but it's, it's decent. I'm going to give it a nine. Our next category is packaging. Oh boy, T- take it away. This package, I would call it beautiful. It's <laughs> yeah. The background is uh, shiny and it's like multicolored. It's I see pink and green and yellow and orange and also some silver. What's the word for how to describe what? I don't know. It's it's very metallic and polychromatic and, yeah. and shiny and. When I was shopping for these Oreos, I like I almost did a double take. Uh, I had no idea they were around, but I saw them on the shelf, and I was like, whoa, I've never seen an Oreo like that. Yeah, it's very cool. There's a huge Oreo that is like a cake. It's got candles on it, and it's got like icing that says Oreo 110th birthday. There's confetti around the sides, colorful confetti. And two layers of cream, chocolate, and confetti cake. The two layers of cream, very exciting. I feel like we get burned every time, so we'll we'll see. But hey, I keep coming back with high expectations, so they must be doing something right. There's also, the, so the confetti around the Oreo, very festive looking. And it comes with some text that says, with sprinkles, written in kind of a jaunty multicolored font, on top and in cream. Mm-hmm. This is exciting. Remember, you're always excited by these sprinkles, and then you're always let down by them. So I'm I'm less excited about the sprinkles in the cream, and more excited about the sprinkles on the cookie. Okay. Remember how the best part of salted caramel brownie was that they messed with the cookie. Mm-hmm. We have that now in a way that probably will not be so offensive. Okay. Because sprinkles don't really taste like anything. Sure. They're just fun. Sounds great. And this package is just fun. What do you think about the lift tab, though? It's it's all the way on the side, but it is it is like lifted up a little bit. So I think it's going to be very easy to open. It's it's a great lift tab. Do you have a score for the packaging? Yeah, this is a twelve point five. This this package gets me pumped from the the moment I see it on the shelf. I agree. It's a great package. Our next category is smell. Let's see if it's as easy to open as I thought. It was. So right away, I got a big flavor blast of smell. An aroma blast, if you will. It smells amazing. It smells like funfetti cake to me. Yeah, it smells like birthday cake. There's there's a lot of chocolate in it. Although it's mostly birthday cake. Oh, I do smell that kind of chocolate icing. It's like it's like birthday cake with chocolate icing. Oh, it smells so it good. It smells so good. And it's a pretty strong smell, too. Yeah. 
It's not permeating the whole room, but you don't have to get your nose right up on top of, of a cookie to smell it. Oh, I like this a lot. It smells wonderful. It's a 12.5 smell for me. I think it could be stronger, but it's it's just so comforting. It's so It takes me back. It's a 12. Our next category is appearance. There's a couple of things we have to touch on. Do you want to do the exciting stuff or the boring stuff first? The exciting stuff. Okay. What's the most exciting thing about this Oreo to you? These confetti things on the cookie. The sprinkles? The sprinkles. Yeah. They're they're sticking on. They they come off a little bit if you like shake the cookie up. But mostly they're they're stuck on. They look like plastic. <laughs> they do look like plastic. I'm not the most excited to eat them now that I've seen them. I think it's a cool effect. I think it's cool that they've made an edible food that looks like plastic. Um, <laughs> I think it's impressive that they're sticking to the cookie. Agreed. And they're pretty well distributed. It's also pretty impressive to have the color kind of coming through because they're on this dark cookie. And they're kind of translucent. Right. But you can still see them pretty well, which I think is just like, it's a cool effect. I'm yeah. really into it. It. It's kind of subtle, which is a weird thing to say about confetti sprinkles. But it, it, you see it, like if you're just looking at these in the box, you're not necessarily going to see them. And if you just take one and, and you know only look at it through your peripherals, you're not really going to see them. So it really rewards you for taking your time and, and enjoying the, the cookie, right? And like mindfully eating it instead of just shoveling it into your mouth, which... I'm sure Mr. Nabisco would prefer you do, but it's cool that that there's kind of that incur that extra benefit to really paying attention to it. I, I like it. What do you think of these two layers of cream? They look pretty good. I feel like they're some of the better two-layer cookies I've seen. Michelle, I want you to look at look at this one that I just pulled out of the box. Okay. The funfetti is kind of thin. Oh, I was going to say this is perfect. Oh, it's perfect. Like, look look all around. It is a straight, it's, even line the whole yeah. way around. Mine's not exactly like that, but it's still much better. I think they've been taking our feedback about the two-layer cream. Yeah, the first one I, I pulled out was not perfect like that, but still, wow. Even, even this one that's not perfect, I can see both creams the whole way around. I can see the, the sprinkles in the, in the Funfetti cream. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's attractive. It's very good. It makes me, like, it is It is hard for me to just hold this cookie in my hand and not eat it because of the smell and the taste and the packaging and, and, and the all taste. of it. I mean, the, 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 no, no, <laughs> no. Randy's been sneaking these. <laughs> uh, no, the, the smell and the look, the look is what I meant. Okay. It's... It's a 12.5. There's no cookie dust. Everything is great. I feel like there's still some room for improvement on the two layers. I think that some of them could be more even, so I'm going to give it an 11.5. Our next category is ease of opening. How do you want to open yours? I'm going to twist. Oh, it's very easy. It looked easy. I'm going to pull apart. Oh, uh, which which side of the cookie came off? The chocolate or the the cake. I'm looking at the cake, which is very cool. It looks very good. All right. Here's a pull apart. Oh, there's a little bit of resistance. 
that was so satisfying when it came came out. There was a little sound. I'm also looking at the cake, which looks great. Look at those sprinkles. There's so many colors. Yeah. Very easy, very clean. No cookie res, no cream residue on the co- on the cookie. Very little cookie residue on the cream. Part of me wants to open another one so I get to eat another one. So I'm going to. Here I have the perfect the perfect one from before. I'm going to do an up down. It's dangerous. Dangerous. Most Oreos fail this. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Less resistance than the pull apart. Perfect cream. The the cake side detached again. Oh my goodness. How could it be any better? It couldn't be. 12.5. 12.5. Our next category is taste. And uh, as a little bit of prelude, I just want to say, finally. So first bite, everything together. Tasted great. Mm-hmm. I got birthday cake. I got chocolate. Having just the cream, I do get a little bit of texture from the sprinkles. This is a very good Oreo. This, I wish this was not a limited edition Oreo. <laughs> I want to go buy more. This, You know what this reminds me of? Did you ever have the, the vanilla icing Dunkaroos? Of course. Didn't they have sprinkles in them? Yes. So I feel like this is like you took two Dunkaroos boxes, the vanilla and the chocolate. And I feel like Dunkaroos have some of the best icing of all like snack foods. Okay. You sound like you don't agree. I don't care. I think <laughs> if you don't agree, you're wrong. Um, so now it's like you took those two Dunkaroos boxes and you took like one from each and you dunked them in and then you dipped them together. And you, that's what this tastes like to me. I do think Dunkaroos have good icing. I think these Oreos have very good icing. Yeah. Very good cream. The two flavors go well together. They balance nicely. You can taste them both. Neither one really overpowers the other. It's just so good. Yeah. I I regret only buying one box. 12, 12. I also feel like the, the cream is so soft and like moist. Oh, so good. 12.5. Our next category is accuracy. Do these taste like... I guess for you, Oreo 110th birthday chocolate funfetti cake. And for me, do they taste like 110th birthday? So in your version of the name, there's no cake. That's true, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's going to be a lot harder. I I do think it tastes like cake. It tastes like funfetti cake with chocolate icing and crunchers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't deny that. When I hear 110th birthday and I think of the flavor, I think of it tasting kind of dusty and old and bad. Okay. Probably also very savory um, and with, with some kind of thick tomato-based sauce, like a, like a canned cocktail wiener. This, nothing like that. This is good and delicious and sweet. And and not dusty at all. Did this taste dusty to you? No. This might be the least accurate Oreo I've ever tasted. What do you think? I well, I I have chocolate confetti cake in the name of mine. I think it tastes like chocolate confetti cake. So, like numerically, what do you think? Oh, numerically, I would say that that's uh, there's a lot more cookie in here than there would be in cake. But the yeah. flavor, but I mean, there's always going to be that. 
the flavor I feel like is very spot on. I'm going to give it a 10. I wish I could go high on at all on this, but it's a one. It's nothing like what it says. Our final category, where we're deciding to lead in, lean into the cake idea here, and we're going to cut this Oreo like a cake. So we have a uh, little cutting board and our cake knife, which is the same as our everything else knife. And let's see, let's see how these cut. I kind of want to like angle in really, really high from the top, like you would cut a cake. But that that's silly and performative, and this is a purely audio medium. So here we go. Now this is one of the Oreos that I opened earlier, but I don't think that'll matter. It didn't cut good. At first, the knife was kind of squeezing it out, so the cream was spilling out the edges. Mm, that soft cream. This, yeah, the cream is very soft. And then I, uh, I kind of adjusted the blade a little bit, and it, it did cut mostly straight through. Very crumbly. The cookies crumbled a lot. You want to try? Yeah, because I think you did it wrong. Oh. So, I mean, what kind of monster cuts a cake in half? So, when you cut a cake, you cut a slice of the cake, you start from the middle, and you cut outward. If you know you're cutting up the whole cake, you should cut it in half, and you'll end up with more even slices. Regardless. No one does that. <laughs> I was able to cut a decent slice out. I did ruin a second slice a little bit, but that <laughs> often happens with the first slice of cake that you cut. Um, my cream did not come out as much as Randy's did, so I didn't have as much of that problem with my um, normal cake cutting method, but it did crack the bottom of the Oreo, so it's possible that future slices might have issues. Also, I, I feel like you tried so hard not to cut the whole half of it, but your first cut just shattered the top cookie in half. Yes, <laughs> that's true. However, I didn't have I didn't have the same problems that you had by cutting it directly in half because it only shattered the cookie, so then the cream didn't spill out. I, I think that was because of of your technique of kind of going in with the knife almost vertical, and then. Sli slicing down, whereas I kind of did even pressure across the whole top. So I'm a better cake cutter. He's thinking it has nothing to do with the Oreo. I think I'm hearing Michelle volunteering to cut all our future cakes. Is that what I'm hearing? Doesn't seem like a bad task. <laughs> <laughs> so Michelle, what, what would you score the cake cutting of this Oreo? It was okay, but it, it wasn't the best, I wouldn't say. Maybe a 7.5. Yeah, I think I think it did a lot better than I was expecting. I kind of expected the cookies to just like crumble into a million pieces, not not to be cut along the line of the knife. So I, I think that's about right, seven and a half. And those are our categories. Give us just a minute to add up our scores. While we do that, why don't you head on down to whatever you're listening to this podcast on? Give us a rating, give us a review. We sure do appreciate it, and we appreciate you. And we're back. My score was 81.5. And mine was 88. Th this might be our highest scoring Oreo yet. It almost got an A. Yeah, almost. <laughs> we're very strict graders. Uh, so, Michelle, on the off chance that someone can find 
110th birthday Oreos in stores. Do we recommend that they buy them? Yes. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Milk's favorite podcast, and we hope it's your favorite podcast, too. For our music, we'd like to thank Joe Taylor. You can hear him play with Kid Scientist or go to their website at kidscientist.bandcamp.com. If you want to get in touch with us, email us at milksfavoritepodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at milksfavoritepodcast. Or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at milksfavoritepodcast.com.